with your two hands for this lens and throw back to the old intro. <laughs> <coughs> um, hello guys, welcome back. Thank you to all of you that have submitted. And if you have submitted your questions on Curious Cat, then you would know what this episode is going to be about. Drum roll, Panis, what is it? It is on employees and work and all that, all that lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it's going to basically revolving around work colleagues, how to be more friendly with them, how to, um, you know, just manage your relationships with them. So hope you enjoy. Let's start off with the first submission we got and it said, colleagues that are competitive. So colleagues that are competitive, wherever you work, I think you will always have like at least one colleague that is a little bit more competitive than others. So whether they had to work harder to get to where they are and they feel like they have to work hard to keep it or whether they're just like they just have a competitive background in general but I've happened to work with a couple of those um and I, I guess you just have to like ignore it unless you're like competing because mm. remember like your colleagues you're all working in the same industry right you could potentially be competing to get like a more senior role or whatever so healthy competition is fine competition to like start damaging what the other person is doing like i don't know i I don't know where i'm trying to go with this but it's basically like a healthy competition is fine if you go above that and you're like sabotaging and stuff like that then no i'm not very competitive myself so i don't really care i'm just like you do you whatever if i'm meant to get to that step then i'll get there without stepping on other people I mean, I'm the same. I'm not very competitive as a person. You know, I don't like working with very competitive people. You know, there's a difference between working in a team that's competitive or wants to do well for the team versus working with someone that's very competitive as an individual and thinks everything is a competition and, you know, and, you know, they may even work against you to win. Like... Personally, like I don't, I've not really worked with anyone very competitive that I can think of right now. Like my current job is like great. There's no one really competitive um, like that. But I think it depends where you work. Like I feel like in retail, people can be very competitive. Um, I don't know if you agree, Linda, mm-hmm. but like especially when it comes to like the managers and stuff like that, they can turn very competitive at times. Obviously, some people are lo- like much more, you know against this kind of stuff but some people are very competitive yeah I I guess it all depends on where the person wants to go Mm. so if they have like an agenda in mind and you know because that's the thing though because in sales the whole industry runs on competition because you're competing for that commission you're competing for the sale etc so in that environment, you can't really say that there's not going to be a competitive aspect to it because as soon as you have commission involved, that's automatically a competitive yeah. environment. Oh, yeah, commission. You're right. So you're right. That is a thing. Co- commission equals com- competitiveness. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do, it's going to be competitive. So that's why I think in sales especially, it's very competitive because that's what they're competing for. And, you know, obviously... obviously um, Money is very important to a lot of people. So, you know, a lot of people have to do what they have to do to get the peas. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would just say that if you are dealing with competitive people and 
um, you know, they're stepping on your toes to get somewhere, then you can call them out and be like, actually, like, I understand that you need to do this, but not through me. You can do that with your own, in your own time and in your own space. Um, but a bit of healthy competition doesn't hurt anyone. Let's be real. Are we? Are you, would you actually tell a competitive person, like a competitive coworker, that you're not having it with them? Would you? Yeah. Okay. Fair. If yeah, if if someone stepped on my toes to get somewhere, yeah. I would be like, um, I would I would probably not just say, "Oi, I'm not having it with you being competitive." <laughs> I would just do it like subtly. I I would just kind of be like. Um, give them a taste of their own medicine. You be competitive with them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I think you can you can play it like that. But also, I don't see an issue of being like, um, you know, I don't see what you're doing. Necess- I've 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 confronted people. Believe it or not, Panes. You know I hate <laughs> even in school. There was a lot mm. of competition. Yeah, it's true. In school, like, yeah. that's what I mean. Like when when I saw this like competitiveness I was thinking like it's not just like work it's in university it's in school when you have to work with other people you're all you, there's sometimes times where you will have very competitive people with you it explains why a lot of people that don't really care about you and necessarily don't ever ask like how you're doing in life follow you on Instagram because they want to know what, you're doing. what your next mm. steps are what you're doing and what like if you know, you're doing something that they should. And that's just a competitive environment. And it's the same with university. Like, when you go, when you're studying something, all your colleagues there, all your classmates are going to be competing for the jobs that you want. So I think we're just brought up in a competitive environment, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But just, it happens to be that some people are not competitive and some people are. Yeah, no, it's true. Um... It, for me, definitely, like, it was mostly at uni where there was a lot of competitiveness mm-hmm. or, like, school where, you know, people... Because everyone wants to get somewhere and it's just, like, they were, yeah. they're willing to do anything, you know, to get to that, you know, especially in, like, school and uni because everything's about grades and, and like, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely where I've seen more competitiveness rather than work. I mean, the only thing that I ever competed for is probably, like, sports day back in the day. Like, Mate, you'd never see me on a sports day, let me tell you that. I was at home. <laughs> but I would not... And we've spoken to the... Do you remember when we were on yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Brian's channel? We spoke about how, like, we actually grew up where, where my mum was like, I can't believe you're not competitive at all because if you were, things would be a bit different. Like, you would feel a bit more, like, enticed to, like, work a bit harder or whatever. I don't, um, I don't agree with no, that, I though. I don't think being competitive makes you better, and I don't think being competitive makes you work harder for something. If anything, it makes you view things in a completely different way. It makes you think everyone's out to get you. It makes you feel like everyone's trying to do better than you. Well, that's not really the case. And if you just view things normally and obviously prioritise, like, I have to do this, I have to do this, without necessarily stepping on anyone's toes, then you're still going to get to where you want to get. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to step on people's toes or, you know, make people feel uncomfortable in the situation you're in to do good in life. Like, I don't really, you know... But I think some people think that being competitive means better outcomes or more success, you know. But to each their own. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, moving on, um, the next question was, why would you say it's important to get on with your work colleagues? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, <laughs> you know, depends how old you are right now, but most people I know watching this are in their 20s, you know, 30s. Um, you know, most people work, right? And working is like, once you're an mm-hmm. adult, like, work is like your second, like, life, you know, um, Obviously now we're mostly working from home or whatever, so it's not always the case. But like, you're you're gonna be with these people, like for seven eight hours a day. You know, you're gonna have to do work together. Sometimes work that's gonna be difficult. Sometimes work that's gonna require teamwork. And if you don't get along with your colleagues or the person you're supposed to get along with, it just makes it very bitter. It makes it very difficult. It makes it hard for you to want to go in and do the work. So I think, like, to get along with your colleagues is actually very important, you know? Yeah. I know. I 100% agree with that. Um, Obviously, now we're in a different climate where, like, a lot of people, as you said, are working from home. Yeah. But in an ideal situation, you spend a lot more time with your colleagues than you do with Mm, your family. True. So, essentially, they're your second family. And if you can't get along with them, then you have to at least learn how to tolerate them in the working environment because I'm sorry, day to day, I don't want to go in and see, like, someone that I don't get on with and have, like, mm. that bad blood between them, between us. Like, I just want to have, like, obviously, also being um, quite extroverted, I have, like, I need the energy of other people to be, like, on the same level with me. And I don't want to walk in and have, like, constant negative energy with someone. Don't be someone that starts drama and also don't be someone that finished finishes drama. Just stay out yeah. of it. And well yeah. and just remember that you're gonna you're working with these people, you don't have to go out partying with them, so just tolerate it. That brings on to the next one actually that's kind of similar and it says sometimes work reminds me of school days. Certain colleagues and their clicks chilling with each other, gossiping, etc. etc. Um which I guess is kind of the case, like, it depends, again, where you work. For me, I would say that, especially going into a new place, um, you have people, for example, in the office that have known each other for much longer right. than you. So naturally, they're, they're going to look more clicky because they're not going to come and associate you with the group straight away because mm. they don't know you. Mm. So, but also I do think that it should be their responsibility to get to know the person that's new because... They don't know anyone, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be the new person's job to be like, hi, everyone, like introducing themselves. Well, they could do that. But I think it's also the, the, you know, the people that have been working there, introducing themselves and like sort of bringing her in or him in to the group instead of them doing it. And then with the chilling, like the clicks and stuff, gossiping, like, I've learned this, that gossiping actually never stops. Like, whether you're in school, whether you're at work, whether you're 40, whether you're 50, whether you're 60, and so on and so forth. Gossiping yeah. never stops. People love to gossip. But if you're not a gossiper, then that's just something that you're not. But um, I think there's no way of stopping that. Like, people are going to gossip. People are going to talk all the time about other things. People are going to talk about you, maybe. People are not going to like you, whatever. And it's just something that... You just have to accept, like, not everyone's gonna... I mean, I agree, I think... cup of tea. I don't, I don't know about everyone What are you gonna do about it? gossipers? There's nothing you can do about it, but I don't agree that everywhere you go, there's gossipers. I don't think so. 
I have definitely, definitely, definitely been places where they're very gossipy. Don't get me wrong, like professional settings, mm-hmm. professional settings where they have been very gossipy, very click based. Like there's a certain group of them that all have like a group chat together. You know, like I've seen that. But they've also worked in places where there's like literally none of that. I don't understand. Like there's no, there's not a lot of gossip. Maybe it's to do with the fact that the gossip isn't maybe with you. But there's bound to be at least two colleagues that are bitching about something. There's bound to be. And unless, like, they're all happy and cheery and loving their jobs, there's going to be something they're going to talk about. Whether it's the parking space and whether it's... Whether it's the parking space, whether it's the canteen food, it's going to be something (laughs) that they're going to be gossiping about. (laughs) I feel like it's much more likely when... There's a colleague that's friends with another colleague, like best friends that they're really close. Whereas, like, if you're just work yeah. colleagues yeah. and not really friends outside, I don't know. I don't think a lot of that happens. Depending, it, it all depends on how long they've known you. Like, if they've known you for a long time, mm. then it gets easier for them to open up to you. But say, mm. um, say they don't know you very well, no one's going to come up to you and be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, this is what's happening. Maybe, um, yeah. Moving on. I hate competitive... Okay, so this goes again to the competitive colleagues. I hate competitive colleagues who create a toxic atmosphere. I don't mind some limited competition since it can be healthy and productive, but anything that resembles a marathon is off-putting. This is especially the case in the field of consulting where everyone has specific daily, weekly targets and have to be constantly looking at the chalkboard to see how others are doing okay so this is a prime example of competitiveness um yeah that's that is not a very good environment to be in personally like i would not want to be right everyone has a different um different way of working so for me i'm the person that i want to get things done but i don't want to be like you know unless i ask you to um be like oh look at this look at that i don't want someone breathing down my neck and everyone seeing how others are doing i would hate that because i don't want to because that that just starts whether you're competitive or not that starts a second guessing game and you're guess like you're second guessing yourself because you're like oh shit like this person's doing much better than me and is much further than i am and it naturally creates a competitive environment what do you think yeah um, I agree. I think it's the nature of having, for example, a chalkboard to see how everyone's doing automatically makes it competitive because no one wants to look yeah. bad. You know, no one wants to look like they haven't been doing anything. So even if you're not competitive, mm. you're going to end up naturally doing things to, that will make you, you look competitive to other people because you're just trying so hard to make sure you look good on this chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same, for example, with places that have like employee of the month or like... You know, stuff like that. I think it creates tension and creates yeah. competitiveness where it's not always necessary. Like, I don't think that's a very healthy thing either. Like, why... Like, yes, it's nice to um, give some sort of credit to someone that's been working very hard, but you don't need to kind of put this chalkboard and say, this person, yeah. it's, not, it's not school. You're not going to be like, this person's doing well, but you, you're not doing very well today, so step it up. Do you know what I mean? That feels like very childish in a way yeah to be honest like as you as um this person who wrote this said it it creates a very toxic atmosphere and i completely agree with that but 
on like if I'm thinking about it with the employer and their perspective and like the company or whoever it is, I'm thinking this is kind of smart because you're getting people to be competitive, equaling harder work and harder work, more Mm. like more work ethic because people are then trying to show themselves and trying to work harder than say if it was like more lenient and there was not a lot of competition and people just did what they did and that was it. Creating some type of competition keeps people motivated, Mm. but there's a certain extent that you can reach and then it can turn into very I agree but it's also like job satisfaction right like are these people that work in this atmosphere where it's very competitive and then like for example always having to do overtime or having to always work much more than they should be just to prove to other people that they're very good how satisfied Mm -hmm. are you going to be with your job and how happy are you going to be with the atmosphere you're in realistically even if you know your manager loves what you're doing but you feel very tired or very just like you know stressed out in the long run that's not going to benefit you at all yeah i don't know i think everything you know because when it's competition as well like people love what else do they love they love themselves they love recognition so they're competing for that they're competing to be recognized and that ego for it to be like yeah you know you you know so i don't know it's it's a tricky one i would just say to this person i'll just be like um you like you keep going in your own pace and don't pay attention to the chalkboard as much as you would because if you do that then like focus on your own goals like obviously you have daily weekly targets from the company whatever but you need to be able to do things at your own reach and not look at what other people are doing yeah if you're completing your task yeah then who cares who cares because not not who cares but if you're doing enough and more you know a lot of times people do more anyway than they're expected to do it's just about... There's, yeah, there's always going to be people that are going to go above and beyond for it. Like Most people go above what they're supposed to do, but I feel like with the chalkboard situation, it makes people just do, like, really, really... Like, a lot of things that might even be unnecessary at times just to prove a point. Is, like, also ask yourself a question. Is the chalkboard necessary? And maybe have a conversation with your colleagues and see if you can take it down. All right. Uh, the next one, someone said... What would you do if you liked a colleague and they liked you back? Would it be unprofessional to take a step further? Where did we draw the line between professional and personal life? Linda, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go? Yeah. Um, I've never been in this situation, so I can't really speak from experience. But um, I, my personal opinion is I don't think the line should be crossed if you guys work closely because like worst case scenario it doesn't work out and you're stuck with working with them and seeing them every day and just like a shitty environment to be in so but say for example you're in completely different sect like sectors or whatever like you know you like one of them is in like comms and the other one is in like tech then Mm. I don't see an issue with that as long as you guys are being like adults about it. If you guys, for example, are working really closely 
I would think, I think it's unprofessional to take a step forward. Because it just goes to show, like, obviously, personal life and, like, romance and whatever is important, but so is your professional life, I'm guessing. So why would you put your professional life at risk for something that might not even last or it could last but that's a that's a shit thing you'll never know yeah um i just find it weird to be honest sorry but to each their (laughs) own like i'm not gonna judge i'm not gonna judge someone for doing that i think if you guys don't work very closely and you're you're in completely different um sectors then that's fine but if you yeah i guess yeah. yeah but if you're um Working closely, definitely not. What are the pros and cons about working alone independently versus with a regular team? And which one do you guys prefer? Um, I'm going to put it out there. I love working by myself. Like, I absolutely love just doing my own thing. Um, and there's many reasons for that. <laughs> I I like doing things... In my, to be honest, I do things quite early on, right? Um, and I get things done. When I work in a team, I feel a bit more... Like, as, it depends what you mean. Like, if you're all doing one task. If you're all doing the same task, you know... Like, for example, you know when you were at uni and you had a presentation and everyone was working together? Like, I hated that. I hated working in a group for uni work, right? But with actual work, it feels a little bit different um again it depends on the work you're doing but if it's like clear like you have you and then you have your manager and then you have their manager you know like what they expect from you what you expect from them yeah I agree I agree with you but um so with me is I definitely like working alone but I prefer working with a team and the reason being is because I'm the type of person that even in uni, like, I thrived working with groups because, you, say say Not someone me. has a shit idea, right? Someone has a shit idea, but I'm also, like, you know, bossy Lynn's, like... Yeah, it depends what kind of person. I feel like some people are more, like, authoritative like in team. nature. Yeah, you need, like, a I'm team leader. I'm not authoritative. I don't like bossing people around. And I also... Yeah. Dis- but I disagree with people a lot. Like, I, I'm very stubborn, you know this. Whereas with work, like I said, like, it's different because you have your manager, you know what, you know, they expect from you, what you expect from them, and then the same with their manager. So it's, like, quite clear, and I like that sort of teamwork. I don't like the type of teamwork where one person, you're all on the same level with each other, and one person is trying to take over and be very authoritative. I don't like that whatsoever. Okay. Um, I always think that someone in the group whether it's uni work whatever has to take that team leader role otherwise nothing's gonna get done because for me no nothing nothing will get done because at the end of the day there's gonna need you're gonna need to send your shit to someone right you're gonna need to say someone's doing the presentation someone's gonna be in charge of doing the visuals or putting the presentation together or whatnot that person's gonna be sent shit but the, it's always the one person that takes the most authority and, like, tries to be the most authoritative that never does anything themselves, in my opinion, anyway. Like, I've okay. definitely been in groups at uni where I, look, I get my work done. I Oh, you know this. Yeah. Like, I'm very, like, serious with my work. I get my work done. I like getting things done early as well. I'm not a procrastinator. 
But there's always people that try and tell people what to do, yet they barely do anything themselves. And I just... If you stop, I think people talk too much and act very little. If you want to do the work, you do the work. Obviously, like, you have to set roles, right? I 100% agree with that. This is a uni, by the way, which is a bit different to work. (laughs) But there's a difference between um, collectively agreeing that this work should be done, you know? And there's a difference between someone that's very, like, not doing the work and someone having to tell them to do it. To someone that just wants to be the boss all the time. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm going to disagree in my sense. Because, for example, when when we would be allocated a group... So, basically, you always have someone that is the talker as well. I Mm. tend to be the talker of the group. So, I tend to... Because, to be honest with you, when a presentation day comes... They're going to need a talker to talk that presentation. Yeah, and that's so fine. For, for someone that's going to be doing most of the talking, I'm going to be telling these people what, what needs to be done and who, who wants to do it. So I, I would divide whatever, like me and, for example, another person that also wants to be a team leader would divide all these categories and we would get people to choose what they feel like doing the most. Like, what, what do you want to do, etc. They would choose... And say someone didn't really know what they were doing. Or yeah, that's good. We, we needed to, for example, make sure that we're reaching all the learning outcomes so that we, we, we get the highest grade. Then I or like myself or someone else will help that person to make but that's, that work. But that's the thing. That what you're doing is actually very good. And that's, in essence, what a good team leader does, right? Yeah. Is that you sit down, you uh, talk actively to everyone and say, what do you mm. want? Like, we'll work on it together. Uh, that's great and I have nothing else. I'm saying people that want to boss you around because yeah, they just want to boss you around do you know what the, I mean yeah yeah no there's those people always like, yeah um, they're, they're the ones they're, where like, I'm like Mm-mm. is getting along with your work colleagues vital or do you think it's less important than your actual work does the former affect the latter I mean we kind of already touched on this mm-hmm. I think again in my opinion it's important to get along with your work colleagues because you're working with them 8 hours a day you know Back before Corona, you'd be going into the office, spending time with them. A lot of times, mm-hmm. people would spend time outside of work together as well. Obviously, like if you're more close, you're going to be doing that more than someone that's not close to you. Um, and I think it's very important to get along with the team you're with and the colleagues that you're with if you want to have a positive work experience. Um, obviously, like yeah. it's not, it's important to get along with your colleagues. That doesn't mean if you don't get along with your colleagues, it's the end of the world and your work is not important anymore. Yeah. Um, because you can still overcome it. Like you, you still got. You have to get your work done. Um, but yeah, you, it obviously makes it better if you get along with them. You also have to give your colleagues a chance because mm-hmm. um, you don't know like what their personality type is and what yours is as well. Like because you know you have to like click. For example, when I first started working at this current place that I'm working at, um, some of the work colleagues were weren't as close like I weren't as close to you and I just sort of not didn't like them but I sort of just tolerated them in the sense of like I'm getting on with my work and that's that but now like that dynamic has completely shifted and I think of them as more than work colleagues like we we go out all the time and um you know we we definitely keep in touch even outside of work premises so I just also think that you know, with work colleagues, not everyone's going to be your cup of tea, 100%, but also you need to give them a bit of a chance because yeah, you're not no, going to like I everyone agree. at first go. 
And, you know, sometimes you might not like someone for a year. And then after that, you get to know them and you're like, actually, I had a completely different, you know, feeling about you. Yeah, I agree. It's important to give them a chance because at the end of the day, you're going to be spending a lot of time with them. Um, It's just maturity, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, next one. Go on, Linz. The next one is... um, a little inappropriate but it's so funny um i once accidentally okay so this is not me by the way right so let me just get that because <laughs> i was like i once okay so this is something that came in and curious cat thank you very much i accidentally left my tabs of several porn videos open and completely forgot oh about gosh. it the next morning when i got to the office and opened my laptop all i saw was a blunt blunt milf and a hench guy on the screen. I closed. <laughs> I closed it immediately. But one of my colleagues saw it. In brackets. I think. She didn't make it obvious. But I'm embarrassed to this day. As so is she. I think. Oh so, dearie, dearie. That is so funny. But also. What are you doing on those videos. On your work computer. Like. Or your laptop. Sorry. What? Like, <laughs> this is just crazy from start to finish. <laughs> like some chaotic story over there, love. I hope you're doing and the all fact right. That sh- and the fact that she saw it was just the fun, like I, the cherry on top for me because right. She now knows he's a porn video guy. <laughs> yes, or she's girl, probably I don't told. Know. She's probably told her friends about you. That's like so one funny. guy, like one guy or girl that worked at this, you know. And you're just chilling, going into work every day. Sort it out next time. Make sure you close all those tabs. Okay. No, I don't. I don't think. No, I don't think you should like, be embarrassed. I think you should just laugh it off now. I'm the type of person that I would try and like get rid of the tension and like the awkwardness. So I'll be like, so you happen? I don't know if you happen to see something on my screen, but that was basically, I think, uh, like a pop up ad. Like I was watching one, two, three movies, and it just popped up. <laughs> and then that way, you know, you can release some tension. Hans <laughs> said, "I got fired from an old job as one of my colleagues snitched about my lateness while I was on probation." Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> first of all why are you late while you're on probation first of all sort that out lateness <laughs> is unacceptable sort it out unacceptable especially when you're on probation that's just mm. you know once once in a lifetime it's fine but I'm but the like, no, person, we I'm don't quite know the situation though what if he what if he or she was just late that one time she, well it says my lateness so I think. Oh right, so like it's an ongoing thing. Okay. Because otherwise, yes. it would say about my lateness. I was late once. I'm pretty sure. But like, I don't know. But if you've been late multiple times, then you know, depending on where you work, it is what it is. Now I hope you have a new job, and I hope you're not late. I think <laughs> you can learn from that. And also, if you are going to be late, <laughs> then make sure your colleagues don't see you, darling. All right. I mean, it, like, again, like, if, it, if it was, like, lateness once or twice, that's so peak. Yeah. But, but you know what? So Being punctual is very important. 
Yeah, it is very important, of course, especially at work. Okay. All right. The next one: colleagues that refuse to help you whatsoever for whatsoever reason. Okay. For <laughs> whatsoever. Are you alright? Okay, this was written a bit poorly, but colleagues that refuse to help you whatsoever. No, babe. It says. I don't know if I'm reading this right. <laughs> colleagues that refuse to help you for what? Oh, for whatever yeah. reason. I was okay. Like, Sorry, darlings. Okay. Colleagues that refuse to help for wow. Well, why, why? Why are they not helping you? Hmm? That, that's just rude. You know, some, <laughs> some people some people don't want you to progress. Like, yeah. some people want you I, to stay where you are. I think it goes back to the competitiveness thing as well. Mm. Maybe someone that's very competitive doesn't want to help you because they think if they help you, you're going to progress higher than them. Also, if it's like something that you're new for example or whatever yeah then speak to your manager and be like i'm not getting support from my work team like my teammates yeah Snitch. i don't care if, if that was me and i'm in a situation where i'm trying to figure something out and i can't keep going to the manager i'm gonna say you you guys need to help me mm. and if they don't then i'm just gonna have to report that yeah, like especially when you're new, <laughs> I will report you. It sounds so peak, but yes, because like you know, it's not their job to help you, but as a teammate, yeah. like as a colleague, they should you know aim to give you a little something. Yeah, like and I just think it's so mean, isn't it? Like imagine being new somewhere that you don't know in a team where yeah. you've never been with. Everyone knows each other. Everyone's friends. And you have a question and no one helps you. What? I'd be upset, mate. Yeah, I would not be impressed at all. No, no. Because, you know, sometimes I tend to ask really stupid questions and questions that probably will never come up. But I just want to be, like, prepared. And I can't keep going, for example, to the manager or line manager or whatever and asking them those stupid questions. I'd rather just ask my colleague that. But if they're not going to help me, then they're going to just have to, um, you know... I'm just going to have to yeah. take it somewhere else, darling. Obviously, like, your line manager is supposed to help you, but a lot of the time, line managers have a lot of things to do, and you don't always want to pester them with loads of questions, like, what do I do that? Mm. Yeah? And it's, if it's, like, more, like, work-based, like, work environment-based questions, like, where's the toilet? Or, like, you know, like, yeah, what yeah. time do normally people go on lunch? What time do people normally come in? You know, these are things that you'd rather ask people that you work with rather than your manager and I don't know maybe I'm wrong but when people when they take their jobs a little too seriously and act like they own the place (laughs) okay um this when people take their job seriously okay taking your job seriously is fine Taking your job too seriously, and we've all had those people, we all know them, is a bit much. Because you are then putting other people, like, at unease. Like, you know, they're just going to be more like... They're not going to be very free with you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And act like they own the place. You know that one person that's always, like, under the manager or, like, acting manager... Or whatever. They always try to, like... Okay, let's make... Like, let's turn this all around. Remember when 
the teacher would step out back in school. The teacher would step out for a few minutes and would <coughs> allocate one student to look after the class. And they would big up themselves <laughs> and be like, I'm snitching on you, you, you. This is literally what happens when a manager, for example, is not in the office or whatever and they leave someone else in charge. That other person is going to act like they own the place. So I've witnessed that ha- it. Mm, that happens a lot and in retail. It does you happen know, in retail, was- but I reckon it happens in general as well. Like, taking your job seriously should be 100% something that you do. Making sure that everyone is happy and, you know, getting on with their job is also very important. So when you act like you, you own them, that's not going to make a very good workplace. Mm, yeah. I'm just trying to think back to, like, a situation where that happened. And, well, I do remember, like... Mm, actually, no, I'm not going to go into it. Tonight? Not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. All right. We have a couple um, more left. Yeah. Um, we should probably Work colleagues because... that never stop... I said work colleagues that never stop talking about their kids. Right. But mm. I think that's kind of cute. I think it's cute because, as well. <laughs> you know... They're, you know, they're proud of them. They want to talk to you about it. Like, I understand, like, if you don't have kids, it can be a bit annoying. But I think it's also, like, the fact that they're telling you their kids' stories and, like, talking about their kids, it means they're comfortable with you. So going back to the whole, you need to be comfortable with your work colleagues, I think that's a good thing. But Yeah, you know, no, that's what I mean. If they never stop talking about it, then change the subject. And also, like, I think when they talk about their kids, it's cute because it kind of takes... Obviously, when you're at work, it's always very serious. And sometimes it's nice to just step into someone's personal life where it's not always... You're not always talking about work all the time. Now, obviously, like, you have to work, talk about work, but it's nice to sometimes just have a different conversation and, I guess, have it talking about kids or stuff like that is a good way. Tips on how to deal with toxic work colleagues. Linda's gone, so I'm going to take over with the team. Um, <laughs> um, tips on how to deal with toxic work colleagues well depends what you mean by toxic like are they like we said before are they competitive or are they just like playing downright disrespectful to you and rude to you and make you feel like you shouldn't be working there um, I guess it depends what you mean by toxic but for example let's say if they are being really rude or disrespectful to you talking to you in a rude manner then, you know, it depends, obviously, like, who it is as well. Like, if it's your manager, you're not going to be like, excuse me, like, I'm not having it with this. Like, straight up to their face. But you could always, like, initiate a conversation with them and be like, like, I'm really not comfortable with the way I've been spoken to. Well, you know, it depends on, again, like, if it's your colleague, manager, who it is. You can always yeah. tell them, like, you feel a bit upset by their behaviour. Or if you see it's not going anywhere, I guess, like, I don't know, maybe you can talk to your manager about it someone else in the team about it um and see what can be done with that yeah um as you said like it depends on how toxic like what mm-hmm. do you mean by toxic like for example if someone is bullying you in a work environment and just like belittling you and making you feel very like low then i i would 100 percent do something about it like you know go to the 100%. next higher person and just you know have that meeting with them because a lot of the times it's very unknown and I think bullying like is not mm-hmm. just in school like it can carry on in the workplace um so just you know um 
depending how toxic it is, if you're not happy and it's a constant thing, yeah. then I suggest you do something exactly. about it. Because, you know, there's always going to be someone like a manager and stuff that's going to hear you out and just, you know... Because you, you need to feel inclu- like, like included, right? Yeah. Everyone's talking about inclusion and diversity and this, that. But, like, you know, those managers and those people of authority are there for you. So you need to, you know, talk to them and tell them about it. And you don't have to go and cry about it. You can just be like, listen, this has been happening. I'm not really happy with it. What yeah. do you suggest I yeah. do? Do you suggest, like, do you are you going to speak to them? Or, like, what's going to happen? Because I want this work environment to be good for everyone and not just the few or whatever it is. All right. Moving on. We literally have, like, two more, I think. Some of my work colleagues would gather and put money towards another colleague's Ooh, birthday wow. to buy her a present and not get me that? involved. I just stood there awkward awkwardly while they gave all they all gave her the present what would you do yeah that's kind of rude (laughs) that is so sad first of all like why would you gather and put money towards another colleague and not share that with your colleague like your colleague there like you either get all the like for example with us and our team um we get all our colleagues involved every single one of us but that is just so peak. What I would say is just ignore it. If you if you want to buy that colleague a present, a separate present, then do that. If you don't, then don't. Yeah, but if they're going to carry on doing that, like say if they include every person that works there apart from you, what is that suggesting? It's suggesting that you don't mm-hmm. view them as a, a colleague of yours. So... I would personally, yeah. if they kept doing it and it was making me angry or like, upset, I would like go to the person I felt I was closest to that, you know, is also mm-hmm. chipping in and just be like, what's going on? <laughs> Do you want to tell me? <laughs> Do you yeah. Tell what's going on? No, I'm joking. No, but I would definitely go up to someone that I'm more comfortable with and let them know that this isn't, you know, too yeah. shabby. They're too shabby. No, very like unshabby. <laughs> I would just this would this would sting a little bit, but I would definitely um, brush it yeah, no, no, off no. and just be like, if you want to get her a present, get her a present. If you don't, then don't. Um, but also make sure that when it's their birthday, you don't gather no money <laughs> with other people to get Basically, her a present. Just be petty. P e t t y. I was like, just be petty, basically. <laughs> yeah, mate. Like. If you're not going to get me yeah. involved, I'm certainly not going to get involved for your birthday. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Get out <laughs> right now. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> All right, the next one. <laughs> okay, you have one and then I have one and then All we're right. finished. So this question is, how do I become more friendly with colleagues? Well, again, I think <laughs> right now... Um, for anyone working right now, anyone that started a job during quarantine or just before quarantine anyway, um, it's much more difficult, I think, to um, maybe become very friendly with colleagues because... Not not friendly, but just, like, have more of a social side with them because you're all working from home. It's not... Mm. 
you know, when you normally, when you work in office, you know, for example, some people do like Thursday drinks, like, or some people go out for dinners, like on the Friday or whatever, right? There's, there's like social events at your office or do you know what I mean? Like when, when you're working in there or even if you're working in a shop, wherever mm-hmm. you're working, there's usually some so, sort of social event going on. But with quarantining, it's made that side very difficult. And I think right now it may be more difficult to do those things. So if you're talking about right now, it might be good to join, like, I don't know if your work has it or, or not, but, like, some workplaces are doing, like, Zoom calls with, like, so, like social events on Zoom calls yeah. and stuff like that. Then maybe yeah. join some of those, talk to people. I feel like work people are actually very friendly. Like, they're more willing to, yeah. to talk because they've all been in yeah, the position. Like... Yeah. During lockdown, like, we did weekly calls with our yeah. team, um, played games, like, we did mm. bingo, we, you know, sometimes did, like, baking sessions, gym sessions, like, just, like, be involved. But also, another thing that I would say is, how to how do I become more friendly with my colleagues? Um, and what I tend to do is, you know, a lot of people like talking about themselves, so just let them talk about themselves, right? Just not a lot of people everyone we all we all like talking about ourselves so when become in becoming more friendly with your colleagues ask them about themselves ask them you know what they like to do Mm -hmm. ask them like if they if they have a favorite show like you know what do they do in their downtime like whatever and i promise you from that them talking about themselves is going to open another category for you to be friends with because you've allowed them to open up and you sound interested in them if you're doing more the all the talking, I do this and I do yeah. that and yeah, I yeah, like it's this, not gonna go anywhere. then that person is not going to want to be friends with you, whether it's a colleague, a yeah. friend, or whatever. So, ask them about themselves. That's rule number one for me. Always in whatever scenario, yeah. you want to you want to ask someone like I don't know. You want to do whatever you want in life. Remember that if you ask them about themselves. You're gonna get far. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, last one. Colleagues that are men hitting on you thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> this is worded really strangely, but um I'm guessing hitting yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's um hitting on you as well. Like, flirting um i would just say ignore it put them in their place and move on because the more you think about it the more you're feeding Mm -hmm. into it so just if you know as as we said we 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 don't really condone that (laughs) that experience but you know in a professional (laughs) setting so <laughs> so if they're hitting on you, then I would just say ignore it. If it comes to the point where it's a bit of harassment, yeah. then again, you know, speak to someone about it. But if it's like they come up to you and give you a compliment once, then you don't really mm. need to think about it too much. Like they're just giving you a compliment. But yeah, I think that concludes today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you've gotten this and far, thank you for the submission. Um, as always, you can find exactly thank you for your submissions um as always you can find us on instagram at not having it podcast 
on Twitter at Not Having It Crew. Your hosts, Linda and Panez, Panez and Linda, your best <laughs> girls, favorite girls. Thank, Thank you. you for joining, and we'll speak to you next Monday. Bye.